What's happening, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Rapping with Reef Bum. I'm your host, Keith Berkelhammer. So, on today's live stream, I welcome back Jim Graham, who is also known as Telegram. What's happening there, Jim? Hey, Keith. Happy to be back. Thank you for having me. This is cool. Yeah, it's always fun, man, having you on and, and talking reef and talking about a whole bunch of other stuff uh, related to reef keeping, namely equipment. But we're going to uh, we're going to be digging uh, pretty deep into that stuff, I'm sure. Um, cool. So just for those of you that don't know Jim, he has his own YouTube channel. And he's, on, uh, he's also on Instagram with over 6,000 followers. And he's been a uh, reef keeping hobbyist for 10 years now, Jim. You say? Yep, a little over 10. A little over 10. So, uh, yeah, all right. So I, I reference equipment. Jim likes to take stuff apart, study build quality to better understand how things function. So he's operated on a number of products from GHL, Neptune, and some other manufacturers. The data from his tests have yielded some very unique and unbiased insights. So some more background on uh, Jim. He's retired Air Force. Thank you for your service there, uh, Jim. Um, formerly you. assigned to the KC-135 Aerial Refueler, the B-2 Stealth Bomber, and the YAL-1A Airborne Laser. Yep. And um, additionally, Jim appreciates kind people and is a fan, surprise, surprise, of technology. Shocker. Shocker. So before we start uh, <laughs> digging in with Jim, I want to thank the sponsors of the show, both Bulk Reef Supply and Ecotech Marine. I really appreciate these companies supporting the show in the live stream. And I also appreciate all you folks out there tuning in and joining the uh, the stream. I see there's a bunch of you already in the chat. Thank you for uh, for joining us. Comments and questions are always welcome. Don't forget to hit the, uh, the like button, right? Got to hit that like button. Got to get the uh, likes up. Got almost 50, uh, 50 people now, only 14 likes. We've got to goose that number up. And while you're at it, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. That'd be really cool. So, uh, Jim, man, I've um, perusing your YouTube channel. I know you haven't been doing live streams uh, lately. What's going on, man? Is that... Uh, yeah, I took, a, I took a little, little hiatus. I found myself... Yup. I found myself getting a little hung up in the negativity aspects. I, and I don't know why. It was kind of reeling me in and uh making me a little angry so i decided to take a break focus more on instagram for a little bit um did uh did uh what uh reef beef and that was yeah. cool back on with you i think this is my third time with you yeah. and maybe it's been a year since the last time yeah. we were here so uh but i'm working on it i'll get back I have some stuff to talk about. Moki's out there. What's happening there, Moki? Inappropriate reefer. We gotta, uh, where, where's where's Remy, man? I want to get the uh, little uh, super chat war going with Remy again. You know, that was that was uh, that was pretty cool last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the Maryland twofer, don't you? Because you had Moki on last week. That's right. I don't know how it worked out. You guys back to back, but uh, yep. My uh, it's 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 my uh, you know my good fortune here. So. Yeah, you know, it's tough, man, in terms of doing live streams and stuff. And I could totally, you know, hear what you're saying in terms of needing to take a break. And, and uh, social mm -hmm. media is not, um, you know, it's it, it can be a um, a bit of a grind. And sometimes you do need to take that uh, reprieve and, and um, yeah, come back fresh and better than, than ever. So, you know, it's a, uh, it's, a neat, it's a cool kind of journey. And I guess when you have stuff to say, you'll come back, man, right? Go live or don't go live, whatever the hell. Yep. No, I got stuff to say. I just need to make sure it's the right stuff. 
what makes me happy, right? That's ultimately what I need to do is what's informative to people and then what makes me happy. Because if I'm not happy with it, then why am I going to do it? No. Like real life. You don't need that angst. Hey, what's happening there, Amanda Meckley? Jim is making his rounds. Yes, he is. He is. So, dude, um, right, you said it's been about a year since you were on the live stream, and and you've made some changes with the display tank, right? Walk us uh, us through that. All right, I took down the, I had that 45-gallon cube attached to a 40 breeder. The 40 breeder was in the closet. Uh, Ultimately, that's the, that's, this is the spouse's call. So she, my wife of 31 years, Lori, she says, now we're going to renovate the basement. I was like, well, all right. <laughs> so <laughs> she takes care of the, um, she takes care of the lighting. She takes care of the painting, the prepping and all that stuff and painting. She says, now let's do the floors. Mm-hmm. So that meant the tanks needed to go. And I was, and I had a 90 cube. I still have it. It's in storage. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to set this tank up. Once we're done, I'll build a stand. And she's like, mm-hmm. the basement looks too nice for that crap. <laughs> You're not going to do that anymore. So I'm like, oh, all right. She's like, go buy a tank. Innovative Marine had their sale. Uh, and that was relatively inexpensive. Beautiful tank. That's the the IM100 EXT. Bought that thing. It showed up and uh, put it together. And I really like that I'm tank. I'm showing the video you, uh, nice. you sent. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that uh, that's a Clearview lid with uh, GHL Mitris and the uh, Refi Uno Pro 2.0. And then a whole lot of corals that I had. I had them in a tub in the middle of the basement for the longest time, oh. keeping those things alive. And then some from Moki, some from Lynn, Reef Nerd, who's close. Uh, but that tank, that tank came together pretty nicely, and it's it's really happy now. Uh, you see the copper band in the yeah. video, and it sucks because I lost the copper band this morning. Oh, I woke up this morning. Bummer. I've had that fish for five years, and uh, unfortunately, it is no longer with us, which sucks out loud. So now it's outside feeding a hosta, <laughs> dug it up and buried it in there. So uh, that offers me a little bit of freedom because that was the only fish that wouldn't eat pellet or flake. So I always had to have a feeder come over while I was traveling, that yeah. kind of thing. But uh Sad day because I really, I that's really bummer, like dude. that fish. That uh, that's a no. tough fish to keep too. Five years, bravo. Yeah, that fish. It was thanks. It was it worked out really well. I could hand feed it Aptasia. Um, always had a cool personality. Was never a jerk, but now it's gone, and that sucks. Yeah, that 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 does but, suck. But the tank's happy. Something. I mean, we're like thirty seconds ahead, sir, behind, whatever. Um, but you saw in there, Amanda's here. You saw the. Uh, the princess, the ACI princess, was the little frag. Oh, in that front was the ACI the, uh, princess clam. Yep. You and Moke, you've got uh, you're 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 going for the whole uh, royal flush there or whatnot, right? We're missing the queen. Which one did Moki get? He's got the dark knight and the king, maybe, or did he get the queen? I don't know. We're missing yeah, two. I can't remember. I can't remember. I think. Um, that that we'll get him. So how how uh, how long has that tank been up and running? That tank has been up for four months. Nice. nice. And how did you kind of prep for the uh, for the uh, for the tank to um, you know in terms of getting the rock all? Did you have the rock cooking and stuff? Was that in the other system? Smooth transition. So I was lucky. Yeah, I was lucky enough to have the other tank. So it's been 145 days since that thing's been up. Um, I had everything in the tub. And I had a sump that was feeding the yep. tub. And then I had some of the old rock. And then I uh, brought in 
media and rocks and sand from Lynn, Moki's tanks, and Aquabiomics. So I brought oh. in their sand. So I had that cooking in the sump, but then I would also transition rock, dry rock, and whatever I was keeping in that sump out to a 55-gallon poly tank that's still on my patio with a, with a clownfish and a, and an enemy hanging out in there. But anyway, they lived out there all winter. Um, <laughs> so I kind of had existing yeah. stuff. But then, um, you know, people I, people I know, people I can go see their tanks. I kind of did it old school, right? I just used, I started the new tank with stuff from the old tank and then local. That's the way to do it, dude. Um, hey, what's happening, Chris from ACI <laughs> and uh, Lynn what's Reef Nerd. Moki got the king and Prince, you have the princess. But, uh, but Chris is correcting that. It's the Prince of Darkness. Um, he has the, Moki has the Prince of Darkness. That's, um... Moki got yep. the king and prince. I think she's saying you have the prince of darkness. No, I have the princess. Oh, the princess. I need the queen, I suppose. Oh, okay. <clears throat> she says she has the queen. I'm so damn confused, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think we collectively have them all. You collectively have them all. Yeah, okay. But it was cool to be able to set up this tank, um, you know, old school. So no bottled bacteria. I didn't, I didn't bother with any of that stuff. And there's had, there's no bottled bacteria in this tank at all. Any ugly, uh, stage whatsoever. Yep. Yeah. So no real ugly stage, but I had, uh, I had some fun with some cyano that came in about two weeks before spring break week. So two weeks before the middle of March is when the cyano came in. So no weird brown, funky stage, no algae, no any of that. But I also have a, a yellow-eyed coal tang hanging out in that tank. So nothing's going to grow I love in there. those fish. I lost mine. That's a great fish. Mine. I've had that fish for a long time. It sucks when you lose those. Yeah, I um, I lost it. In <clears> the, um, it was one of my uh, casualties when I had my um, big uh, whoopsie wow. moment with uh, overdosing yep. the um, uh, the nitrate uh, solution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, Bert Minchu is asking you, um, are you running some warm whites, Jim? Looks like the natural look sucks about the copper bin. So it is the same spectrum that you have, Keith, with the Metris. And then I have that refi running daytime, I think, is the schedule that that thing has. So it is, it's the same thing that you have over your peninsula, basically. What time of day was... And that was shot with my... F well, I was oh, going to say, what time of day was that shot? Was that... Um, well, was, uh, yeah, there's just one schedule. It comes up and it stays up and it stays up until eight o'clock, but uh, eight p.m. And that was shot with my phone through uh, Lynn's vanity glasses, the orange glasses. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, dude. I am, I am totally digging the um, the spectrum that you created for me. That um, dude, it's been set it and forget it. And um, you know, I was uh, I was corrected by Tulio when I had him on a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, I heard it. <laughs> And he's right. He's, he's totally, he's totally right. right. It it's uh it, it mimics as close as you can get to the four you know watt twenty k uh, metal halide spectrum. It's not yep. going to be um it's not going to be the um it's not going to be the same spectrum. But yeah, I mean you know it's damn close. it is. I think it is. But um who was I talking to? This? I think I was talking to Moki about this last week. Um or no, I might, I've been talking to um Chris Meckley about this mm -hmm. uh, the, earlier this week. That uh, you know so I have. The uh, the peninsula tank 
in the uh, in in the same room as I have the uh, with with the uh, Mitras over it with as well as the uh, the same display tank with the halides that run you know that I run yep. the four hundred watt twenty k um, radium bulbs on it, and you know so it it definitely the Mitras look bluer than the mm -hmm. uh, the halide tank even though I've got some blue and purple T five bulbs along with the uh, the halide fixtures but it's um I you know I. I I, I, I'm, I've, um, con I'm converting that halide tank to uh, meters. I got four yeah. meters that um, I need to um, install, and Moki has done me a solid by uh, sending me the uh, the par meter, the awesome. ap apogee par meter, right? And yep. and um, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna take some readings, make sure that uh, we're not gonna have a similar uh, episode that uh, that Moki had. What do you what do you think, dude? Should I be like ten percent below? The uh, par reading starting out twenty percent. I'd go lower. Um, I think I'd go lower than twenty percent because you have some flexibility. You'll see it right away. I mean, within a matter of weeks, you're going to see what your corals do. Yeah. And then just, I mean, Mitra's acclimation is so easy. Just, just start running it up, and you can you can push it out ninety days easily. I think it'll go further than that, but give yourself a ninety day acclimation and build yourself back up. The corals will get used to that fatter blue. That's really the difference. I mean, if you exclude uh, IR and UV, the the big difference between your halides and the metris is the the width of the blue. It's just the metris is fatter. So with a pH. So just just drop drop it down. Take it take it thirty percent. Thirty. So you're basically saying measure the par between the metris um, that uh, I, I use the same spectrum and intensity that I've been using over the Peninsula tank. Um, take some yeah. par readings and then um, compare the, uh, well, actually take par readings of the halides and the T5s first yep. and then go 30% yep. below the par for that with the meters. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then just start walking it yeah. up. I don't, I don't think you're going to have a problem. I think Moki's challenge was more uh, the spread of the blades yeah. as compared to his LE bars. Those are tighter yeah. 90 degree lensed bars. Um, I think you'll have less problem than he has because your halide and your meter spread is pretty similar. Yeah. But just knock it down and then bring it up. You'll be able to see it. All right, man. I might be, uh, I might be giving you a holler to, uh, I mean the, uh, I haven't, I've never tried the acclimation feature on the, uh, on okay. the meters. Is it, uh, yep. is it pretty simple to use? Yeah. It's super easy. You just pick your, yeah, pick your date. Oh, so you're basically just saying it. do an acclimation from this day forward until whenever. Yeah, you can push it way out too. Um, I like doing certainly greater than thirty days, but I don't. I don't know. That's just personal preference. I don't have any data to support that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So, uh, Amanda Meckley, I know a guy that will take those halides off your hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to. I bet they're. If you hang on to them, they're gonna be worth a pretty well, penny. You eventually. see what the. I, I needed a backup. I needed a couple of backup lights, no matter what, you know, whether it's halides or LEDs. That was the one thing in my, um, you know, my, my uh, spare parts, um, my, my boneyard, let's call it, you know, in my house that I, I didn't have oh, an yeah. extra pair of lights. So let's say, yep. you know, uh, ballast <clears throat> blew on, you know, one of my, um, you know, from one of my halides um, fixtures or something happened with the, uh, with the meters or something like that. I didn't have a backup light fixture. Yep. or any of those kind of um, possible scenarios. So now I feel comfortable that, all right, I've got a couple of extra fixtures now. They're halides, great. You know, if I have a problem with the LEDs, I could easily swap in the halides for that. But, uh, you know, I mean, you yeah. um, if, if something goes down, right, 
you need to, um, I don't have, um, you know, places nearby where I can go run out and pick up some spare equipment. I just don't, you know, and, I, and, I'll, and a lot of people don't really. I mean, you know, depending on what you're using. Right. Yeah, you, uh, so I have the opposite problem. I have too many spares. Mm. So if anything happened with any of the lights, I'd be fine. Um, I mean, I got a couple of Gen 4 XR30s and the Neptune Sky that are down there not doing anything right now, sitting on the back of my car. So, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, if you have, you don't have anybody close, right? It's kind of just you out there on your own. So you can't rely on anybody else. Yeah. Maybe somebody could come out to you with other lights, but it's good I'm to a, have, uh, it's certainly good to have spares. I'm on like a three hour ride from, uh, you know, to Boston. So I know, uh, Paul, <laughs> uh, great beard of reef who's our moderator. Would um, you know? I'm I'm sure that the uh, the club could help me out in a uh, in a pinch. See? But yep, I had the same thing happen to me. Ballast went over the front. Got a pair of super cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good spares I have. Gen Four XR Thirties, certainly my favorite. Um, M Casual Reefer. Hey, uh, Telegram, what you drinking tonight? Yo, I've got. I don't. <laughs> this is some Flying Dog. Ten percent. Super hook, high octane fruit punch sour. Oh, I thought that was a beer you're drinking, dude. It looks like a beer. It's got beer in it, <laughs> and then it's got some other. It's got some fufu. It's like beer and fufu mixed together. Well, <clears throat> I'm drinking a uh, a good old uh, heady top or double IPA. Nice. It's a, you're fancy. It's, uh, you're always well. Fancy. You know what, dude? I uh, I take advantage of my surroundings, so we've got some great uh, great brew <laughs> nice. brewers around here. Um. All right, so let's get back to you, man. You're, um, yep. so, all right, the uh, the tank has been, uh, here we go, Moki. There's Moki. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Moki. Appreciate it, man. Hello. Question where, where you at, Remy? Remy, where is Remy? Somebody get Remy on this live stream. He could bring in some of that reef builder money, can he? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Remy, calling you out. Um, so, all right, man. Getting getting back to your um your uh, system in terms of the new uh, tank. What what made you decide on the uh, the in innovative marine that size tank and all that stuff? What was the, uh, the attraction for you? So I moved it. So the forty five gallon was in the corner um, adjacent to the the closet, and we wanted to put a chair there. So I had this different wall, which is where the treadmill was. And I was like, well, a hundred would fit there kind of nice. And I, and I like the shape of a hundred, um, because it looks bigger than it really is. And then innovative Marine had a sale. I was like, Oh hell I'm in. Cause I was looking at a couple different ones and I can't remember who it was. Somebody was awesome. And he sent me the link and I was like, Oh, done. So I bought that. It was actually really easy because it was like 1400. I was at $1,400 just for the tank and the stand. Like it was a screaming good deal. Tank and stand 1400 bucks. Not bad. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Um, somewhere around there. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think that's where it was. So, I mean, it made it easy. And it, then my choice was EXT versus IMT. I'm like, I don't want anything on the inside of the tank, so let's go out. Oh, and that external works. overflow. Yep. Nice, nice. That's you know, that's something you don't find a lot of, um, you know, um, mass-produced tanks have with, with that kind of feature. I mean, I I, I didn't realize that uh, Innovative Marine had external overflows as an option, but that's pretty cool, man. Yep. Yeah, it keeps everything right. It keeps nice and clean. It made the clear view lid even easier. I didn't have to go custom with that. 
uh, it was just perfect. That's like one of the reasons why I always go custom is because I, I just was never able to find a manufacturer that would have um, everything that I wanted in a tank. One of those mm -hmm. being a um, an external overflow. I always have those yep. in my tanks. I love Euro bracing. You know, that's yeah. something that I got to have on every uh, reef tank. And I like wide tanks. So when, yep. when you have the cookie cutter stuff, usually <clears throat> you're not going to find like a wide option. This feels wide. I don't know. I don't have it. This is my first fancy, so I have no idea. I can't compare it. To, I can compare it to Mogi's. I've seen his, but um, no Euro brace on this. But it, the lid kind of gives me that feeling of it just because it has that trim around the outside. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's been good. I like it. The silicone's nice and clean. The stand is the stand. You can't go wrong with those kind of stands. Yeah. So at least I don't know that you can go wrong, but it's been really good. I, I've enjoyed it. Carlos23, thank you very much for that super chat. Uh, and Thanks, and Lynn Reef Nerd, thank you very much for that super chat there, Lynn. Deposit on the next Purple Monster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, Purple Monster. <laughs> thank you, Lynn. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of like... I. I uh, I always am hesitant to post anything of the uh, the purple monster colony on uh, social sure. media because I know what's going to happen. That's why pretty much I preface every post now with like, "Don't ask for a frag because I don't, don't have I don't have any available." You're such a you're such a tease. I'm a dick, right? I like it though. <laughs> <laughs> I like. It. Um, I don't know. It might change in the next few months, but. Um, there is no waiting list, so don't ask me to be on a waiting list because I can't do that. I'm not asking. I can't do that. That's um, that's just not fair. Well, I mean, what so what I bought, what did I buy? I bought some stuff from you, right? I yeah. bought a pack for actually uh, for Lynn. Yeah, that's right. Um, and you threw some goodies in there, and I really like those. They look good when they came in. Look, I'm not pimping you, but <laughs> when they came in, they were beautiful. They were in great what shape. Happened, they dude? were not brown. They were what colorful. Happened? I gave them. Oh, the you gave them Lynn. Okay. Yeah, 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 and and hopefully everything's good with the Lynn. They're they're doing well for Lynn. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was going to talk about this in the show, but I'm I'm having a big um live sale not this Saturday, but the next uh, Saturday. So um, I'm gonna take a note that um, Mother's Day weekend. Mother's Day weekend. It's gonna be a Saturday. Yeah. All right. And, uh, big sale. I I had I had the, the frags. I mean, dude, I got so much. Growth in my my tanks. It's like your peninsula. Crazy. I'll take one each of your <laughs> peninsula tank. Points. I have no room for that shit, but I'll take it. You know what's happening? I don't mean to be talking about me because we we should be talking about you. But the stuff is like fused together to the, to the point uh -huh. where I've got to like be aggressive and and get in there and really start hacking away. Carlos twenty three. Thank you so much for the for the super chat. Just because. <laughs> um. Chris at ACI, Keith, my purple Chris monster is now three inches below the water with 400 watt HQI 10K cooking it. I am determined to make this little turtle crumb. <laughs> there you go. Well, one, one observation about the purple monster is that, um, and <clears throat> and now that I got Moki's par meter, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some detailed readings. And and uh, I saw Amanda's comment earlier, Meckley's comment about uh, Chris being sad that I'm switching from halides to LEDs. I still have two. Two tanks, um, a fifty-gallon and seventy-five-gallon frag tank, that are that are lit by halides. So I'm not um, I'm not completely off the halides, and uh, I I I do love them so. So, I see. I don't I don't have that attachment gene. <laughs> I mean, I got a halide in the basement right now that I borrowed from somebody because I wanted to take some readings. I wanted to understand some stuff, but I just don't. I mean, I get it. Like I'm sure people like records. 
and you know I'm a streamer, so I get it. But I don't have that gene. It's like the piss on forward, yeah, piss on shit. Yeah, no, I get it, man. I mean, listen, um, I've had such awesome results with the halides that um, it's yep. not something that I want to yep. give up any time. A lot soon. of people have. Yeah. Um, well, um, thank you so much for that super chat. Need some golden run and arachnopora. Actually, I have some of the um, ACI toxic and arachnopora, which I think, Chris or Amanda, correct me if I'm wrong, looks very similar to the uh, golden rod. Um, oh, and, and then Will, Moki, Moki, Will. <laughs> Moki has some uh, milk. Moki has some goldenrod. Hit him up. Inappropriate Reaper on uh, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what goldenrod doesn't like? Dropped nitrates. It kills it. Oh, like really? That. Oh, yeah. Moki. Look, look Moki. All right. Thank you, Moki. Slow and steady. <laughs> what the hell is Remy? Remy. Somebody what? text Remy and get him on this live stream for crying out loud. I already did. Um, <laughs> so I was gonna, my point about the um, the par meter and the purple monster and all that stuff, I'm going to take some detailed readings of all my tanks, all my frag tanks. So the, uh, the purple mo monster colony, my mini colony that, that I showed on Instagram, excuse me, is probably, I'll have to confirm it, at about 200 to 250 par, maybe 250 par. And But I've got a frag of the purple monster in my peninsula tank that's probably getting, I'd say, 400 par, much mm -hmm. deeper purple. On that frag versus the um, the little mini colony in the uh, in the halide lit tank, so it's it's interesting. And um, but I do want to take some detailed readings and thanks. Uh, I'm going to thank Moki again for uh, sending that par meter. Um, yeah. Okay. So what were we talking about, dude? I I went off on a tangent there. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to having Telegram. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, well, we were talking about tanks. Well, let's let's talk about par meters. Let, let's uh, let's get into that whole uh, thing. So, I believe Moki sent me the uh, the Apogee five ten five ten. Yep. You've yep. been um, you've been playing around with some par meters lately, right? So yeah, I have the five hundred because the majority of the work I do is out of a tank, and I can do math. I can do the one point whatever. Um, immersion factor multiplication, but when I'm testing lights, uh, the majority of the time that's out of a tank. Spectrometers is kind of what I enjoy doing, right? So I've got the the par wise. Uh, I just started checking this out yesterday, and it's an interesting device at 300. I would love to have seen it at 200, which I think is what they had announced at, but now it's shipping for three. Oh, so say again that that is a spectrometer. It's a spectrometer and a PAR reader. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to compare it to the 500, and then I'll throw it in a tank and compare it to the 510, because um, I could I just do the math to convert from 500 to 510. Uh, so it will do spectrum, and it will do PAR. It'll also do some other stuff, and it's also software upgradable, because you just plug it in a computer, and it's a web app, or you can plug it into an Android device, and that works pretty well. By the way, I bought this, so just want to make sure I cover that. Um, full price. It's close. So for 300 bucks, it's close. So the way I feel about this is, yeah, that's a new one that just came out of mana. Um, I feel that for 300 bucks, a couple of people get together, and they buy this thing, and then they have something that gets pretty freaking close to either the Hopo color, which is not waterproof, which is a damn good spectrometer for 600 bucks, 
or the the Upertech, um, the one that BRS uses. Okay. And that that shit's expensive. So I think this might be. I don't understand. And 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 I'll provide some data, and hopefully they can tune this thing since it is software upgradable um, compared to the other two spectrometers. Right now, the peaks don't align both blue side and red side, so I'm trying to understand that. But if the, you know, if the par's close enough, maybe within 10% of what you get with an Apogee 510, mm. then it, it's probably a decent deal. Um, so it'll be Remy. There it is. <laughs> um, Remy, what's up, man? So, Thank you so much for that. Cause these boys are hot. There you go. <laughs> All right, Moki. So I'm looking forward to playing surf. with this some more. <laughs> We're gonna start getting the uh, the uh, the two cent super chats now from, uh, from Moki and uh, Remy. Carlos, you can't let these boys win. I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, so, so have you done any, uh, comparisons yet to the Apogee, uh, 510 is that? Yeah. So because I'll use the 500, I'm able to, it's, it's essentially the same as the 510, same sensor. Um, so I will compare this to that. I just need to do it out of the water first just to see what I'm looking at and then I'll throw it in the tank. So, so I've only checked spectrum with this. So, uh, Rich Colombo, Hey, what's happening, Rich? And, and Rich, let me, let me say something about Rich here, man. Rich is the dude that found the Jackson's rainbow tenuous. I don't know if he found it, bought, but, um, I know that's, I bought one of those. I got, I got, uh, one of those from Mike. <laughs> I think I got it from Rich, but that was like one of the first, like really serious, awesome rainbow tenuouses out there, you know, many years yep. ago. And that's a kick-ass coral. So, um, thank you for that, Rich. I think, I think Rich named it, but, um, his comment is the U.S. The Apogee is 234 bucks. So there's a USB version of that? Yeah, there is with a different sensor. So it uh, doesn't capture the same range as the sensor attached to the 500 510. Uh, but it is certainly good enough if you're just checking par. Now, if you want par and spectrum, I feel like I'm pimping this thing too much. But if you want par and spectrum, then you got a $300 device. So just a little bit more. And maybe you get a little bit more, but I'll compare it to the Apogee, and I'll I'll share that stuff. I'll share that data. Why um why should hobbyists think about getting not only a par meter but a spectrometer? Uh, we'll start with par meter. I don't think you should install lights over your tank without a par meter. I think you should have that data. Um, people ask, what are your settings? Here's my tank. These are the corals. Every tank's different. Everybody keeps a different tank. Everybody keeps their glass clean or not clean. And clean glass makes a difference. Um, everybody should set up a tank with a par meter. That's I, I don't I don't see a way around a that. brand new tank I'm or a, a tank that um, you're kind of rebooting with new lights. Well, like you, if you're changing yeah. lights. Yeah. So if you set up a new tank, absolutely, you should know. And if you are going to change lights, and everybody likes to do that, um, you should know. You should have that data. Yeah. Spectrum is a different thing. So spectrum. <clears throat> I mean, a, spect a lot of a lot of lights spectrum is is well published. There's tons of data out there, right? BRS has given us just loads of information on spectrum, so you can go out there and find the spectrum basically for any light that they have tested. But there's so many other lights out there that they have not tested, from refi 
to um, to Viper Spectra, to any of the other ones that you're going to find on Amazon. Nikru is a great light, um, and and it helps to have spectrum data to be able to dial in those lights to compare them to create spectrum that's very similar. What up, Bert? To hey, Bert, thanks, Bert. <laughs> to create spectrum that's very similar to the other lights that BRS has tested. So if you have the spectrum data out there and you can't afford some of these really expensive lights um, and you're just starting out or whatever and you have a fiber spectrum, you could dial that thing in if you have a friend with a spectrometer or if you have your own. Yeah. Um, Bert Minshew, for Moki's restocking fee, he'd charge you on the par meter, Keith. Yeah, no. When Moki's ready, I'm gonna hit him. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna send him a nice little nice. Uh, frag pack there. Uh, like like we uh, said there, you know, Jim. It's um, reefer's code, right? No money exchange. Absolutely. No money exchanges hands. Nope. You know, that's uh, what more reefers should be doing these days. It. Um, yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. Um, M casual reefer par meter is definitely a game changer. Um. Um. Carlos 23, I love my 510, always set all of my tanks with a par meter. Yeah, you know, I, um, I, didn't, I didn't do that until um, my Peninsula tank. I, uh, at the time, I rented a par meter from um, BRS, and so I made, um, I, made, I made sure when I set up the Mitras on the, uh, on the Peninsula tank, you know, I wanted to know what my uh, R was based on that spectrum and the, uh, the schedule you would uh, send to me. Yeah, that was one of the smartest things I think that BRS ever did. Even though they don't call it a rental now, yes, that they make that thing available because you could buy it and you keep it for what three months or something, and then you return it and it, um, you lose the restocking fee. It's essentially a rental. Yes. Yeah. And then somebody buys that same par meter at a reduced price because now it's open box, so it's it's pretty sweet. It helps out a couple people. Yeah. No, for sure. Um. So. Have you been uh, dissecting any equipment there lately, Jim? Any uh, any any projects where you're just kind of taking stuff apart and probing and and just kind of checking it out to see how it's built, stuff like that? Late lately, uh, the only things I've been testing, and I tested the blades when they first came out, and I tested the uh, who makes that thing? Refactory, their their uh, flare blue. Those aren't my lights, so I didn't take them apart. Uh, I haven't taken anything apart lately, really. Um, it's been a little slow around the uh, Telegram household. <laughs> well, I've been because I've, I've been I've I want to clean the garage out because I want to I want to get everything off the shelves and put the put the forty breeder out there and tie it into the new tank. But uh, nothing lately. I've got so many freaking projects I gotta like uh, tackle. It's crazy. I just actually installed the new uh, GHL Maxi Doser. <laughs> That, yep. Um, oh, I saw that video. That was good. I have one of those, so I was paying attention. Uh, how do you like yours? I haven't hooked it up uh, yet. No. I have this pile of because when I set up the new tank, I just hooked up the mini because I didn't have the the cabinet set up for the larger DHL devices, and I also want to put some of those out in the garage. So right now, it's just the mini's paying attention and controlling the heater. So I don't have the the P4 and all the other goodies attached yet. Champion lighting supply. Pick up the pace, Jim! Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> oh, I owe you a couple lights. <laughs> yeah, there was an interesting thing going on on Instagram there before the uh, show. I'm not going to get into it there, dude. So that's that's between you and them. <laughs> if it if it helps, I am wearing pants. 
<laughs> that was yeah. What episode was that? Was that the reef beef thing? That was the last one. Was yeah. Reef you beef. weren't wearing pants. No, I didn't. I I took off my pants. Did I? I need. Did they to be put pressure on you to do that? They won't. No, not at all. Rich wouldn't do that. He's not going to pants. That wasn't me. Ben's idea. No, but Ben certainly participated, and then Rich couldn't because he was rolling commando. But whatever. That's a long story. Go check it out. The bloopers are fantastic. Oh, I didn't. My wife came in. My wife came in and yelled at. I didn't stick around for the bloopers. I got to. Oh no no you know yeah yeah go get the bloopers I think the the value of a telegram on a reef beef is just the bloopers really those boys know what they're doing they don't need no. um yeah so I I, I finally installed the uh, the maxi doser because I had been using the uh, GHL doser two point one for uh, for dosing high volume seventy two hundred mls of cockwasser per day no nope. and um, not with that that doser. was um, I did that dude for like two years I think. Or a year and a half or something. You gotta, like you said, you got to maintain that thing. Well, right? yeah. And it's easy to maintain. The parts are easy to get. Yeah. I mean, all of that's really easy, but that's a, I love that thing for precision dosing or low volume dosing. And then the maxi or, I mean, if you're me and you've got a dose and then you, you buy a GHL board to convert your dose into a GHL maxi, because I have one of those downstairs really? too. I'm, you converted oh, yeah, totally. a, a, a Neptune dose into a, a GHL Maxi with a GHL motherboard? The dose and the Maxi are exactly the same things. That's why you couldn't buy the Maxi anymore because Neptune was like, nope. They did a they did a supplier agreement, oh. and so GHL couldn't get the pump anymore. That's why GHL created the uh, the new Maxi. Remy wants you to stand up just to prove you're wearing pants. I mean, for real. <laughs> but yeah, uh, they're exactly the same. So if you, uh, if you, t maybe if I'm you not take wearing the motherboard, pants. Maybe that's, uh, you know, maybe that's okay. <laughs> but if you take the, if you take the board out of a dose and put a GHL board inside, suddenly your dose is quiet and you just drive it off of GHL stuff. That one's actually a standalone board. I got to find a, a broken dose for it. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, my only complaint and somebody made the comment is that it is a little noisy. The, uh, the, that's interesting that it is loud because yeah. they worked pretty hard on that oh they did yeah yeah i need to i need to hear mine i haven't run it yet um but it's um it's been great because you know i i dose so much and it just um it's it's something that's been long overdue and, and in fact uh moki thank you moki <laughs> where you at bert <laughs> or remy uh, so that was, that was like one thing that, um, I was very happy to finally transition to, um, to that, to that real, <laughs> so that's, what's this? I'm actually not, great beard, great beard over eight falls. Mm -hmm. I'm actually not wearing any pants. We can't see you, Paul. <laughs> My man. <laughs> um, Josh Allen, same uniform as always, Keith. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Uh, that is true. Always the same. Uh, gotta gotta be, you know, gotta you know for the. If I see, go ahead. If I see you at Magna, I'm gonna need one of those hats. I think. You don't have one of these hats. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Venmo you a hat. You just uh, if I see you there, please. Uh, well, you're not gonna see me at Magna because I got canceled. Not Magna. <laughs> rap. My bad. Are you going to rap? <laughs> I might go to rap. I might go too. You're. Uh, what do you, What day are you thinking? Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I'll probably come up Saturday and spend a night. Uh, not going to stay there, but we'll figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, Mac. No, my bad. Paul's going to send us picks. Uh, we don't need to see the picks. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't need picks, Paul. I mean, it's really nice of you. It's very generous. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm comfortable, but uh, yeah, I'm good. Um, so on this episode of Only Bums, yeah, Rob B's Reef. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, it's just a couple of bums <laughs> talking about Remy. <laughs> the comments, pants. Thank you, Remy. <laughs> Oh, geez. So, um, but yeah, so I've got that, which uh, I finally um, switched over to. And, and now I've got to do the uh, the Mitras and I've got all the um, the 80-20 bar and I just got to put them together. Fire them up, yep. mount them. I think I'm going to have to get my wife's help to uh, to mount them because I um, I don't want my current light fixtures to be falling into the water, if you know what I mean. Not yeah. a good thing. So what I do, I just put wood across the top. Yeah. If you have yeah, that up, that, right? That's, that's what I've always yeah, done. that's what I do. I mean, I'll, you know, the same thing. I, I, I kind of like have it all figured out. I, I should know better to ask my wife for help on a reef keeping project because it always ends up a pretty good story. <laughs> so I t I, mine went with me to a local. Um, we've got two. We have Wamass and Seamass um, here. We have Chesapeake and Washington area. And we had uh, CMOS had their their frag fest, and my wife actually went with me. And she's like, "What do you, what do you do here?" I was like, "Well, this was this this event was a frag fest. So what they do is they bring in corals, or they or some of the people in the club donate their corals, and then frag it all up, and then twenty bucks a coral, and it doesn't matter what the coral is, from euphilia to tenuous to uh, whatever to millies to everything. They're twenty bucks a coral." Across the board. So then you, you wait in line and you get your picks and then you can wait in another line and wait in another pond. Like, cause they have LPS and they got mixed and they got SPS and then, uh, then you go pay. She's like, you're just going to wait in line. You just go buy some corals. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm going to support this club cause this is pretty cool. But yeah, she actually went with me. How about you? You get that kind of action? Uh, I've got some stories with my wife. I mean, the, the, the funniest story is when we were used to live in, um, in New York city and, um, we we're moving from New York city to, uh, Westchester, which is a uh, suburb of New York city to a, uh, brand spanking new house. So leaving the, um, yep. big city, my wife was born and bred in New York city. So that was, uh, that was kind of a tough, uh, transition out of, uh, big city living life there. And, um, I, um, I had a, uh, so I had a reef tank, I think it was a 90 gallon reef tank in a, a five floor. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, no, it was on the walk-up. It was an apartment building, but it was an elevator. Thank, thank goodness that, yep. that was an elevator. I, I think it was a 90 gallon reef tank. And so, uh, I moved that tank to the suburbs. So I had a, um, I, I called up a uh, U-Haul and rented a U-Haul, which was, um, I think the nearest U-Haul rental place was up in Harlem in, um, you know, in, in, uh, in Manhattan, in New York city. So, um, so my, my dear wife, uh, you know, as I was, you know, there's a lot going on, right? And you're breaking a tank down. You got to be very efficient and you, you know, it's a whole timing thing, right? Um, you yep. got to like do it as quickly as possible because or else the animals could suffer. So I was like, honey, if, um, if you can go and pick up the U-Haul and drive it down to the uh, department, that would be awesome because I just had my hands <laughs> full in breaking down this tank and blah, blah, blah. So, um, I get a phone call you know, um, a couple hours later or whatever. And she's like, they don't have your reservation. They don't, there, there's no U-Haul with your name on it or whatever like that. And so I'm breaking the tank down, right? I need transportation. I'm like, just take it, <laughs> take yep. the U-Haul. And my wife like had a sandwich or something like that. She says, I'm really, really sorry. My husband says, I just got to take the U-Haul. Here's my sandwich. 
And I don't know how she got the keys, but she got the U-Haul. Yep. And so there must have been nice. like some sort of uh, you know desperation that uh, the guy at the U-Haul saw in her. And, and um, somehow she managed to uh, get that U-Haul and deliver it to me. So uh, I'm forever uh, forever grateful to my wife for that. You owe. Yeah. You owe. My wife wants to uh, to host an episode of this show. You know, I, I do this week in and week out. And uh, wouldn't that be a lot of fun to have like my better half yes. host the uh, Rapping with Refum and, and Hell yeah, that'd and, be awesome. And have, Do and that. have her interview um, some other better halves that uh, I've been. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, I really like that, like that idea. idea. If you if you like it, put it in the chat there. I'd like to see your uh, thoughts on on Mrs. Reef Bum hosting a uh, an episode of Rap on totally. Reef Bum. Not a live, right? Yeah, like a, live. Like a, a recorded no, and, live. Oh, you want to do it Dude, live? This is a live show. This has got to be. Oh, this I has got to be live. You know. I dig it. So, um, you know. I made her do like a little pilot tape. <laughs> I think you should. Re- she, you should she, she auditioned for me. I like it. That's hell. Yeah. Do that. Do that. Do that. Do that. And if we Please have any volunteers of anybody that uh, has a better half that wants to be a guest or a couple of, uh, what do you got? I might be able to pull that off. Right. You could probably get Moki. Moki's uh, Moki's uh, wife. And, and, and my wife made her her debut on uh, Reef Beach. Oh, she did. Yelling at me really? about not wearing pants. Oh yeah, it's in the bloopers. You got to make oh, okay. it. Okay. You got to make it past the end. Mr. Reef Save, woman reaping show. Yes, good idea, Josh Allen. Proceed. Yes, Amanda. This is Amanda. Th- come on, Amanda wo- Meckley. Uh, oh yeah, the, I like that idea too. Uh, I don't know. This is women who support the foolish men. Keith, can you rap for us? <laughs> 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 that is not gonna happen. <laughs> the, the name of the show is rap on the refund because it rhymes that's uh yep and can you rap you know i can't no, rap no i have no need for that um time to, i i know i know one my brother made up in high school but i won't do time that. to record rt have a good night gentlemen oh reef therapy good luck remy all right remy i've been i've been listening make it a good Loki, one just don't mention any actual coral cost <clears throat> oh yeah that's yeah. a good call yeah um so all right, another topic here, dude. Budget reef keeping. Budget oh, yeah, reef keeping. Totally. Um, yep. What um, What are some of the products out there that that uh, are not, you know, kind of like on the high end that you like that um, uh, would um, pique your interest? So I've got the I've got the Innovative Marine tank, right, and I've got the Metris and the Refi lights over top, and I've got the Clearview lid, which is actually a relatively inexpensive lid. So check that out. And then everything else is not fancy. I'm running um, Jabo powerheads. There's currently three of them, only because I'm lazy and I haven't put the fourth one in. I'm running an or is it or Lushi or whatever? I found it on. Nope. There you go. Moki. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Moki. Remy. <laughs> I'm running. Uh, yeah, uh, an off-brand Amazon return pump. The sump is a gift from Moki. And I have a, a Smarter Reefs skimmer in that tank. And then I they hooked me up with that because I wanted to play with that thing. And then I bought the, the filter roller and algae scrubber attachment for that skimmer. So I'll add that in. That's probably the fanciest thing that'll live in that sump is that skimmer filter roller and scrubber mm, combo. Yeah. 
but I'm I, I'm a huge fan of Jabo powerheads. I also like the return pumps, but I the Orlushi is cheaper, so I bought that just to see what that thing was all mm-hmm. about, and it's fantastic. I bought another one as a spare. I'm a I'm a huge fan of cheap pumps. What uh, I don't think you need expensive. What are, pumps. What are the Jabos push? Oh, the I mean, they're very similar to oh, I did a post compared to the new. I am Nero, the Nero seven. I think the, the Jabo SLW 30 is 80. I'll round down 85% of the power of a Nero seven, but it is a significant cost reduction. Now you don't get the automatic stuff, but I mean, do you really need it? I don't need an app. I don't need an app for a powerhead. Nope. Nope. I don't think that's really necessary. So, uh, Yeah. I'm all about the JBO SLWs. Uh, the SLW tens will live inside slurry. Um, when I was, when I had the other system before I took it down, that was on a slurry and I had two SLW tens living in there. They don't break. Those things are fantastic. Uh Oh, we're talking about slurry now. I mean, we can talk about slurry. (laughs) I have no issue with slurry. Where are you at, Rob? Rob will jump in here. He knows. Um, I digress. Slurry. Yeah. Slurry is no different than calc. No matter how you spin it, it's still the same. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of, I think um, I'm a fan of budget for those who need budget because I've told the same story, right? When I retired from the Air Force, I'm at 60K. I don't have a lot of money. Yeah. So what do you do for the people that are making 30, 40, 50, 60K a year and they still want to be in a hobby, especially those who need that as like a PTSD treatment? There are certainly options for them. You move into lighting, tons of options. I've already mentioned Night Crew. That thing's fantastic. Um, who's running that? Um, Fisher Hex. He's running. Oh, yeah. Um, right. He's running the the 150 versions of the Night Crew. They're. I mean, they work great. I've never heard of them. So, oh yeah, they're Amazon lights and they're cheap and they're awesome. I'm running one over an IM20 right oh, now. Interesting. But you know, I mean, there are certainly options out there. It's just they're not mainstream. Um, yeah, I mean, but I have my share of really expensive stuff too, so I'm able to compare yeah. them and. I mean, you mentioned Cockwasser, and I I was like, all right, we're we're talking slurry. But uh, Cockwasser by itself, that's a budget briefing item. I mean, you save a lot of money. Hell yeah. Yeah. I've been running calc since day one. So I'm running calc on the IM100 right now. So um, I I have no issue with it. Yeah, I mean, my my calcium reactors really don't turn on that often when I'm dosing so much, uh, you know, Cockwasser. So, in terms of replacing the media, in terms of replacing the CO2, you know, canisters that, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm saving a lot of money by doing that cockwasser. So, it's a, um, that's something definitely people should be thinking about. You know, there's obviously other great advantages with cockwasser in terms of the pH benefits and its magical yep. qualities, right? We all know there's some sort of magic associated with cockwasser and corals. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's it works out proven, really well. So, yep. um, it is. And then and then the slurry trepidation for those who are anti, I don't get it because slurry is anything beyond two tables or two teaspoons per gallon. So if you go two point five, you're in the slurry territory and just keep it moving. It doesn't need to be like I was doing two thirds cup per gallon of uh, calcium hydroxide. You could slurry is anything beyond two teaspoons. So it doesn't need to be anything crazy. You can scale with your tank's needs. And- and the main, a good big 
draw with slurry is that it's a space saver, right? You don't need a um, a lot of space to slurry. Well, two two. You don't need a lot of space with slurry, um, but you're also not um, you're not beholden to evaporation. So your Kalkwasser dose is locked to your evaporation. You can't dose any more than whatever you're evaporating, right? Because then you'll overfill your tank. Right. With slurry, it doesn't matter. So if you if you go four teaspoons per gallon and you keep that moving, and then you 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 dose that as you the half half of what you would know you would dose normal Kalkwasser, you're doing the same thing but you're doing it at half the dose. So now you have a little more flexibility and you, you, you can, you can support your alkalinity or more importantly, if you tied the pH, you can support your pH as long as your tank can handle the consumption of the alkalinity and you're good to go. Um, comment from born to be shooter, uh, Josh, I'm disabled, so I don't have anywhere near the even, uh, 30 to 40, 50 K, but live, um, I've managed to pack a reef full of corals. Just have to be very thoughtful as you shop and just get to know someone go. who does have um, all that money. Uh, you know, that's another point. Uh, yeah, there's there's obviously a lot of different uh, budget items, but also corals. You know, there's there's yep. like a, a shit ton of budget corals out there that you don't have to spend an arm and a leg on. And, and if you're part of a club. Yeah, part of a club or find cool people. You trade. Like Mo Moki, Moki, Lynn, and I, we don't, I mean, unless we're bringing in something, unless Lynn buys something and I'm paying her back for that effort, um, there's, there's no money traded. Um, John Ryder, reef, try running a reef tank on a UK state pension. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 You know, and, and I think the other um, thing that plays into that whole thing in terms of budget reef uh, keeping is keep it simple, right? I mean, just keep it totally. simple. There's just, um, there's. There's a lot of pieces of equipment out there, and you, you talked about you've got some expensive pieces of equipment, but you're doing a lot of testing and, and what have you. Yep. And, and uh, I, you know, I've always kind of believed in the philosophy, um, the, the, less, the fewer moving parts, the simpler the system, the uh, more successful that you will be. And I've seen plenty of um, you know, reef tank setups that are just really, really basic in terms of the, the equipment. There's just nothing really fancy about these setups and you can absolutely have success with um, that sim simplistic approach. Yep, totally. Like right now, the IM100 is really, really simple. It's it's just saturated calc and I'm using a Captivate Trace and I just drip that in five drips a day if I think about it. Uh, and then uh, actually my ATO is on a float so I'm not even running an ATO pump. It's directly off the uh, the RO. Reef Exotico by Luis Aceves. What's happening there, Luis? I met Luis <coughs> out of Reefstock. Very cool dude. Um, comments, cool. joining the caulk train, Meckley method, going to use Milwaukee pH controller. Will the um, Versa save the time clock settings when the controller shuts off power to it? I don't know the answer to that question, Luis. Versa bugs me only because you can't access it when you're not at home. Unless it's somehow tied to a Gen 6 or 5. I don't know if they, they enabled that yet. Um, I have a Versa, and it's it's uh, dosing vinegar. But that's the only reason, uh, that's the only Versa I have. Um, here's another uh, point in terms of budget reef keeping. Stay up with the maintenance of what you've got, oh, yeah. right? Because if you don't and crap breaks down, then you're going to have to replace it. 
that's um, I think has always been a key with me in terms of just being very regimented with my maintenance. You don't have any, um, yep. you know, fails in that regard. Farm Frag mentions a, a very inaccurate statement there where he says TVS creep going to catch up with you, but I've got two DI resins and I have um, TDS in between and after. I've got it before, in between, and after, so I'm paying attention to the TDS, so it's not going to creep on to, up on you. You just pay attention to your first canister, and when it gets low, you move your second canister to the first position, and you refill the first and put it in the second, and you don't get TDS creep. Um, Mark, uh, full and wider, kiss whenever, whenever, wherever possible in this hobby. I totally agree with that. Uh, Mr. Reef Safe, I often give frags away. I love to help new reefers out, but the most frustrating part of it, yep. that is often people on Facebook want me to deliver them too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll drive for somebody to meet me somewhere, um, and I'm comfortable with that. But yeah. John Wright, uh, this is cool. I've given away frags and fish uh, free to help other reefers. Yeah, me yeah. too. Um, absolutely. I think I think we need to. Um, uh, you know, it, good karma, right? This this hobby is all of, totally. all about good uh, good karma and and, and um, helping out uh, our uh, our fellow reef keepers. Bert's a great example because I would I would almost and one day I'll figure this out, but I would drive to where Bert lives just to get like a frag out of his forty breeder because that tank is so freaking beautiful. Nice. Um, great portfolio. Pork belly tacos. Pork belly tacos. Oh, it is Cinco de Mayo. It's also May the 4th be with you, but it's also Cuatro de it's Mayo. A, is so it maybe, Cinco de Mayo this weekend? No, tomorrow Cinco okay. de Mayo, but today's Cuatro de Mayo, so it's, it's Cinco de Mayo Eve, so get your tacos. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. Um, well, you know, here, here here's another, um, you know, thing in terms of budget reef keeping, and that is... Um, well, what you're doing there, Jim, is great because you're doing a lot of testing and stuff, and, and you're able to kind of like kick the tires on, on certain pieces of equipment and, and right? um, you know, see what stacks up versus maybe some higher-end stuff. But, uh, you know, but, I always I always do believe in investing in in stuff that, um, you know, might have a, um, you know, better bill quality. So if sure. that translates into it being more expensive, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go that route. But, you know, to me, mm -hmm. I, I see it as an investment over the long haul. I'm not in this hobby for the short term. And, and some people, you know, sure. might be uh, new to the hobby and they're not exactly sure if they want to be in it for the long haul. Um, but for me, being 30 years in, I think, I think my experience has always been that, um, you know, yes, there are some great products out there that um, can be had at a fraction of a cost of something that um, something else that is just as good in terms of the quality. But, um, you know, investing in quality I think can also be helpful as budget allows. I totally agree. Yeah. Right. You and I are lucky enough to be able to do some of these things that maybe others can't, but, and that's why I like finding those options that I can say are equivalent to some of the fancier things. Um, I mean, there's a place for everything and it's just a matter of there's none that are best. As far as I'm concerned, there are those that are best for you and whoever, you know, and, and the person who is buying gets to decide that. Yeah. Anything else, dude, that you could think of in terms of budget reef keeping? Did we, uh, we cover a lot of, uh, I think we covered a lot of good. Um, yeah, I'm kind of doing it. I, I did calc. Oh, uh, Alpha Reef has been good to me too. Um, if you buy that stuff in the powder form, that's pretty decent. So if you're not into a calcium reactor and if you're not into two-part, 
and and calc maybe may not be your option. I think the powder form of all for reef, I've used the liquid form and it's treated me well. I think that is a good, uh, it's a good option if you want to go that direction. It's not going to really impact your, uh, it's not going to raise your pH. Your corals through respiration and whatever they do are going to raise your pH. Um, but it's, I, I think that's a good option for those with smaller tanks with decent consumption. Yeah, yeah you're right. Because, um, it's, it's not something I think if you want to get, you know, more seriously into corals and all that stuff and you need to start tweaking things here and there. And, yep. and that's, that's not a product that's going to allow you to do that. But if you're kind of new to it, you're kind of putting the toe in the water in terms of uh, getting the more advanced corals. Then, mm -hmm. uh, I think that's, uh, that's a good way to go. It's simplistic. Single doser too, right? Yeah. Um, clean reefer mentions calc washer and CO2 scrubber. So what I would suggest ahead of a CO2 scrubber, cause I think it matters budget wise is measure your CO2. Know what your CO2 is. Go ahead. Oh, Mr. Mr. Reef. Safe. Thank you, Mr. Reef safe. I usually listen to the podcast later, but want to give a thank you whenever I can watch live. Well, thank you. Appreciate nice. that. But it, before buying a CO2 scrubber, know what your CO2 is because your CO2, like mine's 400 to 600 in my basement. I don't have to worry about yeah. it. So know what your CO2 is in your space and you can get a relatively inexpensive CO2 meter off of Amazon and then you can, you can measure and know. Don't just buy a CO2 scrubber because you're, like, you're told to. Right. Measure your CO2 and, and know you need one. What's, uh, what's your pH uh, range these days, Jim? I am... Uh, Actually, I had a weird dip, but right now it's okay, and it's 8.1-ish to 8.25, nice. um, and, I, and I haven't started doing anything control-wise for pH, so I'm just letting it go for now. The last time I checked alkalinity, I think it was 7-something. I'm just, I mean, it's still a new tank, right? 145 days, so I'm dialing it in, and it's going to take a little while. I mean, you normally ask, but um, nitrates are high. I would have to look up my app real quick, but nitrates are higher than you may expect. But because of the yellow eye coal, I don't have a problem with uh, algae or anything funky. And then phosphates are surprisingly high too at 0 0.1, 0 0.2, something like that. What are you at right now? While I fumble around looking. You know, I um, phosphate <clears throat> is a, is a uh, you know, kind of a, um, a frustrating thing for me in terms of test kits that I Test kits. You know, so yeah. I, I kind of like lean on the ICP testing. I think based sure. on um, my latest uh, Reef Labs ICP test, I'm probably like around 0.08 for one system, 0.03 or 4 for another system. Nitrates are um, for my Peninsula tank system, like around 5. And uh, for my other system, usually they've been around 2.5. Dip down around okay. like 1 because um, I think my clear water algae scrubber now is starting to kind of kick in. So, yep. you know. So here, here, I'll, I'll ruin you a little bit. And I'm at 28.8 was my last nitrate. 28.8. And, and my last phosphate was 0.4. Holy mackerel, dude. That's a, uh, but you know, your tank looked great. Looks great. Tank's fine. So, so it's that, that's where I'm leaning a little Richard Ross on this one. I was like, I don't care. Actually, they jumped way up like that after... So uh, spring break, that first week of April, we went away. And the day before, I treated for cyano. So I did a mix of ChemiClean and uh, Reflux. And I don't know why I'm using Reflux other than Lynn told me to. She heard from somebody else. And this has worked twice for me now. For so I do a combo of those two. 
No, I'm doing it for Cyano. Oh, really? Yup. So don't do this. Don't listen to me. But I did uh, Flux and ChemiClean. Ooh, and then I dosed... You're brave. Uh, I haven't had a problem with it yet. So I dosed... Uh, it wasn't a full amount. It was probably three quarters of the recommended dose of both of those. And then I turned my lights down 10%. And I ran 10% <clears throat> for five days. And then sixth day, I turned the lights off. And then seventh day, I turned the lights on and I came home on the eighth day and the tank was spotless. And I lost no coral. Interesting. So I had um, Jason Fox on the live stream and he said he used reflux. I think he said it was reflux or bryopsis. And, but he used one-tenth of the recommended uh, dosage. Yep. And, uh, and that worked. And then when I had yep. uh, Julian and, and Charles on, Julian was like, you know, really, there's no reason not to use um, the fluconazole, which is pretty much what reflux is, because yep. um, it's an antifungal type of, um, you know, medication. Mm-hmm. Um, clean, you know, that kind of scares me. And I'm, I've had issues with the cyano in, in, in uh, my 187-gallon display tank. It's interesting because um, I've, I've, I've got, um, coming up, I've got... Um, Dr. Eli Meyer from Aquabiomics and also uh, Andy Bauman, Bauma, who's um, been doing a lot of testing with um, with the uh, um, Aquabiomics, and he um, mm-hmm. he's got some tests in. Yep. And we're going to talk about these. You know, he doesn't have the results yet, but he did a, a before and after for ChemiClean. So I'm going to be really curious to see what those look like, the results before and after. Yeah, he and I have talked because I did the same. So oh, I did, did it before. Yeah, and I'll capture the after. Uh, my before test got uh, tripped up at the testing center, and they're retesting right now. So once I have the results for that, I'll send in the after. So yeah, he and I are going to compare the results. Oh. He, we've talked about that. He actually mentioned that he's going to be on with you. Yeah, well, if you wouldn't mind sharing your results too, that would be uh, oh hell that yeah, be, that would be really cool because um, Absolutely. I think that's um, that would that would be really insightful in terms of the ChemiClean stuff because there's um, there's been a lot of um, you know. I think negativity out there, and I've, I've been one that mm-hmm. um, has been, um, you know, kind of uh, hesitant myself in terms of what the impact of ChemiClean has on the microbiome. So it's, uh, I'd be very curious to see what that comes back to say. Agreed. I think the more people who are playing around, actually, the more people, and Rob and I were talking about this a little bit, um, the more people who send in aquabiomics testing, the bigger Eli's database gets the more valuable it becomes i think if if i had to pick the single most valuable data source in the hobby right now it's eli's i think what he's capturing is um will alter the hobby once we get a handle on it yes i think um the more the more data that we have it's going to be a very powerful uh tool for sure um, CJ's Aquarium makes a really good point. Using reflux with natural export setups like scrubbers and fuges seems counterproductive long term. I, I agree with that, you know, because if um, it, it could crash your scrubber, it could crash your, um, you know, algae reactor, it could crash your fuge, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not using flux for flucon. Uh, I'm not using flux for bryopsis. I'm not using it for algae. What's your uh, nutrient export uh, setup? Uh, there's currently none. none. Are you just bacteria dosing? Yeah, no, I'm not dosing anything other than, uh, and I mentioned it, um, vinegar. So you're um, you're just using a protein skimmer? Just a skimmer. Just a skimmer and water changes? Well, I've only done one in 145 days. Wow. 
<laughs> and and to the point, I think Farm Fresh brought it up. So it's not just softy. It's majority softy, but there's absolutely acros in there, and they're happy. I've got polyps. They're good. It's in the video. Yeah. Yep. We saw that. Um, somebody had a uh, made a comment here about. Um, uh, I wanted to uh, address this comment about um, pH and uh, mm -hmm. where I I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, oh yeah, Ari, my pH swings from 8.28 to 8.47. Is that a big swing? A no, no. That's kind of like what no, my uh, swings from, you know, on, on both yep. of my systems, kind of in that range. So, um, you know, that's that's absolutely a reason. I mean, that's that's a great range. That's um, that's the upper part. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I dose my my calc saturated calc doses only at night. Um, I'm not monitoring alkalinity real time right now. I don't have the the KHD set up, so I don't know what it's really doing during the day. But whatever, corals are fine. I'm just paying attention to the corals right now. Actually, zoas. I've always sucked at zoas, and at 28 and 0.4, my zoas are so freaking happy. It's crazy. What? But the acros are too. So I whatever that I don't know what that means. What uh, What are you using for test kits or uh, testing? Hannah. Hannah for both nitrate and phosphate. Yep. Yeah. ICP like testing? No ICP testing for you? Uh, I have sent out... Did I send out one? I think I've sent out one. Uh, and it was fine. For the most part, everything was good. Yeah, actually I did because I wanted to know about the uh, the Captivate dose. Yep. Um, isolate MT. And, that, and that's been working well. There's some stuff that's not there, and probably if I water changed, I would be a little better there, but eventually I'll water change. I'm just not there yet. I gotta clean out the garage, like I said. Yeah, I'm I'm um I'm pretty much doing monthly ICP testing now and, and um just making the adjustments accordingly with the captivate, you know, aquaculture um traces and miners. Yep. And it's been working out really well. You know, I uh, I had always been maybe like once or twice a year doing ICP testing. So it's a um you know, listen, it's a, it's a lot more data than, than I'm, you know, used to uh, having to deal with with a reef tank. And um, mm -hmm. I think the the key is not to be totally uh, reactive when you have all that information. Don't, don't, I wouldn't react off ICP at all. I think it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good snapshot. It's not what's going on in your tank right now. It's a snapshot and it's only as good as the test itself. I think it's a good data point. I think you pay attention to it and see. I get moonshiners, and Moki has had great success with moonshiners. I'm, you know, like you are with your, um, you don't want a dose based off your auto testing. No. It's kind of how I feel about Trace. I don't, I don't, whatever. It's a personal thing. I don't have any justification for it, and I'm absolutely certain I could be successful with moonshiners, but, um, I don't know. I, I'm not reactive off ICP nor aquabiomics, but I just like having the data. And then, then I see what it does over time. And then maybe I'll make a decision six months down the road. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. And, and I don't think you can kind of go wrong with that approach. Um, I think there's a lot of bad things going to happen with overreacting in this hobby for sure. Um, Come on, CJ. Go get you a fancy mic. I'll send you one. <laughs> I don't have a fancy mic. It's good to have you I'd back, like to dude. Get on the show one day it would be interesting. Yeah, really CJ's aquarium. I used to watch it, all of his uh, videos. Um, all right, shift gears. Uh, let, let, let's shift gears again, there, uh, Jim. 
backup Ooh. power sources. What do you have in oh, yeah. place right now? What's uh, what's your backup backup? <laughs> so when we traveled over spring break, uh, because I moved the tanks away from where I had my backup power and the batteries, I'm using like we talked about on Reef Beef. I'm using an MPP. It's a smaller MPP hooked up to lithium iron phosphate batteries. Uh, it's basically, if you go to Staples and you buy um, an APC UPS, it's essentially that, only what I have is a pure sine wave inverter, and then I add my own batteries, uh, a couple of hundred amp hours worth of batteries. So it's it's that. It's just a UPS. So that um, when power drops out, the UPS turns on and powers my tank not with not with the heater right now, but just the pumps because I'm a I'm a keep the pump some keep keep the sump pumping kind of yeah. guy, as well as the power heads, um, and then I also have solar attached to that 400 watts of solar, so the tank will run off of solar and batteries during the day, especially now, right? As we transition into summer, um, the tank will run off of solar and batteries all day, and then switch back to grid power at night. Uh, batteries, anything you have, and it doesn't matter what you have. You can have um, anything. You could have a reef box attached to whatever battery you have attached to your power heads to keep water moving. You can have uh, somebody makes a, I can't remember who it is, sorry, but there's a, there's a commercial device for uh, a company out there that will do essentially the same thing. It'll switch over to battery when you lose power. You could do it DIY-wise. Go ahead. Thank you, Rob of State of New York. Appreciate that super chat there. Chatting and rapping. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, uh, uh, you, so I have a generator too. I've got a couple generators, and if things really went bad, I could use my car. If things went really, really bad, I could go get the RV and power the house. But have something, right? What I like to do is have something that will allow me some time before I have to react, before I have to go get the generator, before I have to set everything up. And like I mentioned on um, Reef Beef is you got to have a kit of extension cords and power strips and everything you think you might need and then don't borrow from that box. Have that always ready. Um, have a generator. If you're reefing, have a generator. I mean, that's a, yeah. a no-brainer for yeah. me. And then if you if you accept that the bad thing's going to happen when you're not home, have some sort of battery solution that will give you or your neighbor or your adult children time to come over and set everything up. And then when it's time for that to happen, make sure that they know what they're doing and either that's something that they have already seen and practiced or something that's incredibly simple like, take this thing that you've painted red with nail polish or whatever and plug it into this other thing that's red, right? Granimals, that thing, make it as yeah. simple as possible. Yeah. How, so how long do you have, um, before you need to do that? If you're like away, you know, you got your battery backup thing going on there in terms of keeping that pump at some pumping. How, how many hours yeah. you got for that? Right now without a heater, I can go multiple days. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. So it's just moving water, right? This time of year, it's not that big of a deal. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, it's certainly plenty of time. The last time it happened, I talked about this on Reef Beep, was that the when the airplane flew into the pole here, and Moki actually posted a picture. He drove over there and checked it out. It was really close, and it killed power, and that was Thanksgiving weekend for us. Power, it was cold. 
power was not expected to be back up um, until the following day. It was at least going to be 24, if not 30 plus hours. It ended up being less than that. Uh, we were traveling. We were just getting back from our weekend getaway for Thanksgiving. And I had to, I mean, power went out. I got a call from my kid. I got a call from work because everything at work started blowing up because we had no juice. Um, and I came home and was able to get everything set up with the generator. But the battery battery carried, actually, there's multiple systems in the house, right, because I also got a tank in the garage. But um, the batteries carried it until I was able to get the generator running. Yeah. Um, Jerry Harkey, thank you very much for the super chat. Love your show, man. Thanks. Appreciate that. Really, uh, really do. Um, John Wright, Reef Bum, do you have power cuts in the U.S. due to bad weather or bad infrastructure? We very rarely have them in the U.K. Uh, yeah, for sure. We uh, Depends yep. on what part of the country you're in, but that is the uh, rea reality that we uh, we live in. And, um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you, you mentioned, um, you know, generators. I actually have two generators. I have a, um, mm -hmm. a full house backup generator, which is not cheap. You know, Good. it's not cheap. Yep. But, um, you know, I run a, I run a, uh, my little mini coral farm here, so I need that, you know. Is that compress? Is that, um, what is that, propane? Yeah, it's, it's a propane, um, col Kohler, okay. I think it's 5,500 kilowatt propane um, yep. automatic. Um, and <laughs> it, uh, it basically powers every freaking thing um, on yeah. my two systems. You know, I, my lights, my pumps, you know, it pretty much will um, bring everything back online when uh we have a cut in power so it um i think it's i've i've definitely pushed the limits on that i think it uh it is redlining it you know when it's when it's mm -hmm. running when especially when i have all the uh my lights on switching over to leds will be a little bit quiet <laughs> <laughs> sorry amanda so well that 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 is one consideration because the one hiccup and that, um, you know, when, when, when things come back online, you know, with the generator, when the generator is bringing things back online to a, um, a cut in the grid, the, um, the one circuit that always breaks is the one yep. with my display tank with the halides, you know? Yep. And um, so I'm hoping the switch to the LEDs will, uh, will you know, have... Um, you know, we'll resolve that issue because that was a concern of mine. And, and that was always like in the instructions to my tank sitter is that um, if we have a power outage and you see the lights on that one display tank are not on, here is the circuit you need to flip <laughs> to get it back going. Because it's always going to happen when you ain't home. Right. Oh, it, it's happened. It's happened. Yep. But, you know, so, you know, I've got that. But the other thing that I have and that, you know, we have a 100 gallon propane tank. So that'll get me like um, three to five days, you know, running sure. on propane. But then we have a second 100-gallon propane tank, which um, was was uh, something that came with the house that was we basically have to um, run the um, the the range top, you know, that's propane uh, yep. range in the kitchen. So, but what we did was when we moved here, and I was like, I'm going to do this reef keeping thing here in Vermont. Uh, we need to kind of um, you know think about some power backup solutions. My first um, solution was to buy a portable propane generator yeah actually farm Frank's just mentioned it dual fuel yep and it's awesome because yep. um i still have it i still um run I, I basically what i have is um i have a transfer switch and uh, or or no it's not a transfer switch it's a um it's it's basically hooked into the other 100 gallon propane tank 
And okay. um, so there's a, there's a side feed on that thing. And all I have to do is, you know, I have to be here, pull the ripcord on the thing, but it's my backup sure. to my backup in case there is a failure on the full house backup generator. But that thing can also go for like two or three days. And it could also yep. run pretty much most of the things on my reef tanks, which is uh, great. And a, uh, you know, a portable propane generator like the one I have is maybe 800 to 900 bucks. You know, mm -hmm. it's a little pricier, I think, than um, a, a gas powered. I, I don't know how many kilowatts it is. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe the uh, propane portable generator is the same um, price point as a gas powered generator. But the thing I like about propane, not only does it um, burn much cleaner, yeah. but during her um, Superstorm Sandy, mm -hmm. there was a gasoline shortage. You, oh, you sure. could not get gasoline for a time and power generators. But um, yep. if you had a, a propane gener generator, that wasn't really an issue. Yeah, agreed. So, and plus, with a gas-powered generator, right, a portable one, you're going to get, what, eight, nine hours on that thing? Yeah, you got to get up. If you're sleeping, you got to wake up and get mm -hmm. something up. It just depends. I have two that I parallel, and they're the little guys, the Wens. I think Moki bought the same one. Uh, it's the same as the Predator that you may buy at Harbor Freight. But, yeah, you're waking up. Right, right. So, I mean, right, any portable generator, you're waking up. Um, but at least I think with the propane, if you can tap into a, um, a larger propane tank, then you're going to get sure. a lot more, um, time out of that in terms of like having to, um, you know, refill the, uh, the fuel on that thing. But no matter what you have, you better have something because it's going to happen. It, it will happen. And, um, you, you've got a lot of money invested in, in, uh, corals and equipment and all that stuff. And, um, well, you know, maybe some people have a budget you know, uh, reef tank that they're running and, and, and that's cool. But I would definitely carve out a few hundred dollars for a backup power solution. And, um, and, and if you're thinking about buying a, um, you know, a few hundred dollars worth of coral, then maybe the, uh, the backup power plan should supersede that. Yep. If you, I like the multi-stage, I like what you have, you got a backup to the backup. And I think that's important. I have a backup to the backup just because I'm I, right. I don't have a farm, but I want to keep the animals alive. Uh, and I'm going to do whatever I can to make that happen. So, I mean, I'm looking, Lewis asked, you know, what are you looking for? I'm looking for something simple. I like the Hondas. If you're going to go, if you're just going to go buy something, a Honda dual fuel makes it really easy. And they're nice and quiet and they burn relatively clean. The ones that I have, they're just gas, but you can buy, you could buy a kit to make a dual fuel if you wanted to, if you're a DIYer. But it kind of depends on, you know, who you are. Go ahead. Champion Lighting and Supply. Great show, guys. Thank you very much there for that super chat. Very much appreciated. Um, what to but I'm going to go for simplicity, right? If it's just me and I'm not a DIYer, I'm going to go for something that's ready to go. I don't want to mess around with it. I just want it to work. If you're like me, then, you know, you have options. I'm not familiar with the dual fuel generators. What are they? That's just gas or propane or natural gas if you got the right orifice. Oh, so they're, um, and what are the uh, price points for those kind of generators? I don't know what the Hondas go for. Are they like 800 bucks? Maybe somebody can chime in here. I know my Wen, which is just gas, is probably four to 500 bucks. Yeah, all right. Honda Whispers are great for late yep. night blackouts. Neighbors won't complain. If you just run an extension cord to your neighbor's house so they can have some lights, they shut up. They're totally <laughs> right. If they right, if they can charge their phones off your generator, they don't give a shit what your generator noise is. 
two smaller ones is better than one big generator farm fresh. That's what so, I have. I I parallel mine, so they feed off the same whatever, and it it does a pretty good job. Celery tip: Make sure to adjust the frequency of the generator, since some furnaces won't start up if the frequency is way off from sixty. Um, megahertz. That's interesting. Is that an electric? Uh, furnace. I have a gas furnace. In the worst case, I was going to run in there and tie that thing in, but I didn't have to. Is that an electric furnace? And why won't it run? Interesting. And get a flat power cord so you can close your door, farm frags. <laughs> or you just have a crap door and you just got enough space underneath like I have. <laughs> well, that's good for the uh, for the pH, though. It is absolutely good. You know, the air coming down the fireplace pushes in and makes your basement 55 degrees. And during when it when it gets really, really cold, you have amazing pH. John Wright, I live in a first floor apartment, so I can't use a generator. So is a UPS the way to go? That kind of sucks. Uh, can you lock up a generator if you got a chain? If you're on the first floor, can you roll it through a slider or something like that? What about an inverter um, for a car? Hook the car uh up. You can you can do that, but you got to run your car, so that's an even longer extension. Um, just make sure that's a, a pure sine wave inverter, not a modified wave. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can. Um, a UPS is fine, but you're only going to get so much time out of that. Yep. Um. What else? Oh, gas furnace. Interesting. Now I have a gas furnace. Huh. huh. I don't know this. Now I guess I need to understand that. Hmm. Thanks. Yeah. I learned something. I always learn something uh, new every day, dude. It's like, um, it's a beautiful yeah, right? thing, you know? You gotta. Yeah. Makes it, makes life you, so, um, interesting. If you know everything, then what, what, you know, what, what kind of fun can you have really, you know? No, um, dumb guy in the room. I like dumb guy in the room. Yeah. Works for me. And, and let me say one other thing in terms of that, uh, in that sort of vein, like if you like run into a reef keeper that says they, they got it all dialed in and they know, uh, you know, the tank is like on autopilot, that's bullshit. Right now it is, but that'll change. That will change. It is never <laughs> autopilot dialed in a hundred percent of the time. That stuff just does not happen in reef keeping. And if you have that, um, expectation, then you're in the wrong hobby. See, John, you're missing the opportunity. Your neighbors might go mad, but just run them an extension cord. When they start yelling at you, just hold the extension cord up. <laughs> and then they'll love you. You'll save their day. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's wrap it up by talking about corals. Anything out, okay. anything out there that uh, has got your fancy that you uh, want to, besides the purple monster? <laughs> yeah, besides your purple monster, purple monster, purple monster. It's like Beetlejuice, only different. Um What's what's so the future of that a, tank? What what uh, what do you what are you gonna yeah what, what what do you foresee down the road with that tank? So because I put like everything back in, I kind of know what I have, um, and I just got some more pectinia. I love pectinia, so I got my original Space Invader back from Lynn because when I took that tank down, I get I I cut up the Space Invader and I give it to Moki and Lynn. So I got a piece of the Space Invader back. I have her rainbow pectinia, and then I picked up another one for twenty bucks from the Frag Fest, and I have no idea what color it's going to be, but it's in there. Um, I'm, uh, I'm an opportunistic coral grower kind of guy. Like whatever shows up, I'm pretty cool with it. Like I have no idea what I picked up from the Prague Fest and we'll see what, what it turns into. Uh, and then I'll of course go over to, um, I'll go over to Lynn's place or I'll cherry pick off a of Moki if he'll let me and figure out what's going on there. I would love to get back the cherry bomb 
that I shared with Lynn when I took down the tank. Same for the dead Disney that I was growing forever. Lynn has a, one of your Disney's cause, uh, I passed that along to her. I don't know, whatever shows back up. <laughs> I don't have a lot of room for SPS. I probably have room for three frags or so and to grow them out. And then other than that, the tank's pretty happy and I'm just going to leave it be. What I like doing is just growing excess and then, I mean, Lynn and Mokia both yelled at me, but I just, I, I put them up on Instagram or I put them up on the local Facebook group for free and then people come over and get it. What I like doing is trading and I don't have to trade for corals. Although I have, I enjoy that. What I do is I, I, I'll put something out in a cooler out on my driveway and I was like, whatever you want to do, it's up to you. So <laughs> that's cool. Sometimes corals show up like I've that, that, uh, that anemone, that green anemone with that has red tips, that showed up in my cooler one day. I've had steak show up in my steak. cooler. I've <laughs> yep, I had a sweet steak. Just show, I went out there and I opened a cooler and it was a steak, and I was like, hell yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to trade, right? I mean, you can roll reefers code, but it ain't got to be corals. Um, chicken has showed up. Beer has showed up multiple times. So I just put it out there to people. If you want this. Um, and like, I have a, I have a, a green Monty that's incredibly hideous, but it came from Mm. the Baltimore aquarium, the national aquarium in Baltimore, because a friend of mine interned there. So he brought it back actually same for the, the leather I have, the devil's hand leather came from there, but people want to have this because it kind of, you can go see it at the aquarium and then you can go, yeah, I got to have my tank, but Whatever. I put it out there and whatever shows up, shows up. If nothing shows up, that's cool. If a steak shows up, bitch it. <laughs> it works. I like it. I love that, man. Reefer's code, you just expand that. Yep. Just beyond uh beyond corals. Um Pectinia. I gotta start pr- I gotta I gotta start fragging my space invaders Pectinia. Is it as easy as just taking some scissors and chopping off a branch and sticking it on a plug? Totally. I use scissors. So, um, and then a little bit of iodine and then you glue down the cut side. So you're going to have, you're going to have your colony that ends up having cut side shown and that's fine. Dip it, um, with iodine. give it some iodine yeah. and then put it back in the tank. But, uh, yeah, pectinia is nothing but sharp scissors because the skeleton's pretty thin and then glue cut side down. Um, super glue. Is that what you're using? Oh, yeah, super, super glue. glue. That's all I use. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I've got super glue. I've got uh, Champions. Oh, crap. I can't remember what it is. And that's awesome for, like, uh, simple dry fragging. If I have frags and I've got uh, Champion, put it in there real quick because I feel dumb. I can't remember. But uh, you glue it down, and that, that stuff works really well, too. Are you talking about um, the um, the new stuff? Yes, the new stuff that neither one of us old guys can remember. Oh uh, right man, what I, I have it. I um I, I haven't really used it <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, me too. I haven't uh, used it. It's it's um yes. I um it'll pop up here in a second. But yeah, uh that works great too. That makes it easy when you're especially if you're working with uh dry frags or dry rock, that kind right, of thing. Right, right, right. Gluing those together. When it's wet, it's a little funky, but uh, SeaTac, there C-tac. it is. Thank you. Yes, yes. I've, I tried um, it when it was uh, wet, and it, and it uh, I, I didn't have a great experience with it, so I need to. If it's, uh, if it's right, dry frag plug, it works fantastic. It's awesome. So wet. It's just right wet, away. It's like, uh, I guess you got to like kind of uh, adapt a little bit there and figure it out. I, I know. Yep. I, I figure. Watch their videos. The videos make it really clear. It works really well. Um, but for Pectinia... I've not tried SeaTac. Uh, I've only used uh, 
super glue. Gotcha. And I like that bulk BRS stuff because it comes in a big old bottle and I keep it in the fridge and it makes it easy. Yeah, you know what? What I've been using to um, glue down large fragments of um, colonies that I'll, I'll um, chop up is the um, Jurassic glue with the accelerator. I like that oh, stuff. I don't know this. What's Jurassic glue? Um, it's the stuff that they had that in BRS their videos in terms of putting together their dry rockscapes. Um, and and you hit it with some accelerator. It's almost like an instant bond. Oh, Jurassic gel. Jura 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 that's it. That's it. Jurassic you, you gel. You got to say adhesive like uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> like you put your teeth back in. Yeah. Adhesive. That's um Interesting. That's good stuff. And I actually use that. Okay. I have to actually use that stuff to put together my um, dry rock scape in the um, rebooted 187 gallon tank and um, I'm dealing with uh, algae issues ever since. That's the answer. <laughs> I actually we can go back to talk. Let's talk about I, the peninsula. I, I think I. Uh, I think um, I think I'm turning a corner though on that uh, on that Good. deal. So, all right, man. Well, listen, dude. I've um, I've kept you uh, long enough, and this has always been a pleasure, uh, Jim, uh, talking to reef My with you, pleasure. dude. Any uh, any final words before we sign off? Uh, always appreciate being on. Thank you, Keith. You're so cool. Um, I got I got nothing to share. I just do what I do, and if anybody has any recommendations, I'm absolutely willing to listen. Um, share data. Share your data. Yeah. Yes. That's uh, that's that's great uh, way to wrap it up. It's, uh, it's all share for sure. All right, yep. man. Well, listen. Thank uh, thanks again, Jim, for being on again. I also want to thank the um, the sponsors, both Bulk Reef Supply and Ecotech Marine, for sponsoring the live stream, and all you folks out there tuning in. Also, want to give a big thank you to Paul um, Great Bearded Reef for moderating. He's also the president of the Boston Reefer Society. Please join and support your local reefing clubs. They are so important to this hobby. I also want to let you know that all episodes of Wrap on the Reef Bum are available as podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon. My next Wrap on the Reef Bum live stream will be next Thursday, May 11th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Mike Paletta. So that'll be another uh, great show. If you want to check out the full upcoming schedule of guests, visit reefbum.com under the YouTube section. And I talked about earlier, I will be having a live choral show on YouTube on Saturday, May 13th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I just fragged the crap out of some corals in my peninsula tank. So, so <laughs> yeah, man. there's, uh, you know, 25 to 40% off those frags. So there's going to be some awesome. good deals to be had. Anyway, until next time, be safe and be well. And we will uh, 